Welcome to the Truth Be Told podcast with Chad and Jade Spencer. In this world, there's an unlimited amount of voices fighting for your attention. Facts are important, but truth is key. This podcast is all about taking real life situations and looking at them through the lens of God's word. Victory can be your story. Hey, podcast fam. Hey, everybody. Happy Friday. We're excited to join you for another podcast episode. Mm -hmm. Today, we're going to be talking about protecting the progress. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but we've been kind of talking about progress, this thing called progress and how, you know, you work so hard to make progress and that could be in any area of your life you know it could be in your personal life it could be in a relationship it could be at work it could be on a project that you're working on Mm -hmm. we always are working for progress in every area of our life but what do you do when you know opposition comes or criticism comes or discouragement or you know there's multiple and we're going to cover five different things that kind of come at your progress but what do you do when those things come do you give up quit and you know down the drain goes the progress Mm -hmm. or do you let those things become propellers to move you forward right and i think too many times we just give up too early yeah it's easy to just give up when things get difficult but a lot of times right at the end of that difficult situation is the breakthrough that everybody's been waiting for right and that's why not everybody gets really the promise that God has for them or gets what they're wanting to happen because they give up when things get difficult. And not even that. So many people forget where they started. Right. So they kind of forget about, you know, how far they've come and it's easy for them to then give up. But it's hard to give up when you know that you've paid a price. Right. It's not easy to just throw in the towel when you know that there has been a serious price that's been paid. Absolutely. And can I just pause this for one moment and just say, listen, you are important. Yeah. You know, you are worth it. You are valuable. And there's no reason for you to stop now. No reason for you to give up now. There is value that's attached to your life. God hasn't given up on you. you. People around you haven't given up on you. And you can absolutely do whatever you're trusting God to do. If you just Take a hold of some of these tips we're going to give you today, but ultimately just put your head down, plow through, and keep doing what you know is right and what God's called you to do, and I guarantee you're going to see the breakthrough you've been looking for. Absolutely. So let's talk about Nehemiah, and maybe you're listening to this and you've never read the book of Nehemiah. It is so interesting. It's a gem. A lot of people are afraid of the Old Testament. But actually, the Old Testament is is interesting. It's got some really weird stories, like incest. Like, like if I know you Angels said this on people. Well, no, I know you said this on Sunday. But like, if we were to make the Old Testament into movies, they would be like rated R. Yeah, like oh, it's yeah. like Straight up. no joke. Yeah, but um. If you've never read the book of Nehemiah, I, I want to encourage you after this podcast. I hope it piques your interest mm-hmm. to dive in because it is a super interesting book that's applicable in so many different areas. But we're going to kind of talk about how he had to protect the progress. Right. So and hopefully this resonates with you. Absolutely. And I'm sure you can connect with this because Nehemiah didn't start in some lofty position. Nehemiah wasn't anybody truly special that had like, you know, a silver spoon put in his mouth. Right. But Nehemiah was a cupbearer for a king in another country. 
Right, it's not like he was set up for success. Right, it, it wasn't easy for him. Yeah. God provided his favor, and he had to work hard, and he got the results that he wanted. But yes. he was, do you know what a cupbearer was? He was the guy that drank from the king's was cup a terrible job. before the king did in case anybody tried to poison the king. So think about that for a second. If somebody had tried <laughs> to poison the king, you died. You would be dead. You're dead, son. And that's how the king knew, oh, shouldn't drink that. <laughs> All right. So that was his job. And one day somebody came to him and told him uh, that Jerusalem was in ruins and that there was only a few people left and there was no structure. Everything was falling apart and that... Really, that great city that once was, was a desolate, destroyed uh, town where the walls were taken down. Yep. And it hit Nehemiah deep. Yep. And I think a lot of times we don't carry out what we've begun because we don't truly have a conviction for the reason we started. Yeah, we kind of haven't kept the vision before our eyes. Right, right. So Nehemiah had this, I mean, he immediately fasted and prayed and he said, God, how can I be doing this? How can I be in this other country when my city, my mission, my purpose is just in it? There's nothing happening. That my city is in ruins. How could I just leave these people and let them just do their own thing? And so one day he appeared before the king, and you never did this because this risked death, but he appeared before the king and he was somber. He was sad, and the king visibly saw that he was that way. And as he asked him what was the matter, which was favor itself because the king could have just had him killed, oh, yeah. Nehemiah looked at him and he said, you know, my people are de- perishing. Yeah. My city is falling apart. And the king asked, well, what do you want to do about it? And he looked the king dead in the eyes and he said, I want to go rebuild my city. I want to go help my people. I want to do this. And he began to carry out this mission. And he asked the king boldly and he said, listen, I don't want to just do that, but could you write me to this guy so that I could get all the lumber I need? Could you write me to this guy to make sure that I'm protected? Could you write this and and prepare the way for me? And God supernaturally answered his call, but then Nehemiah had to go carry it out. So he went, found Jerusalem, right? And then he he didn't just go in and start casting vision. He went and counted the cost for. He walked around the city. He calculated what needed to be done. He realized that this city was destroyed. Yeah, he realized there was a lot to do. But what I wanted to say real quick before we kind of go into that is let's pause for a second and ask ourselves, when last did we pray and ask God for favor in our lives? Yeah, You know, I think we sit back so many times and kind of complain about the state of our life or complain about our jobs or complain about our position at work or things that are going on in our life. But have we asked the Lord for favor? Mm -hmm. That's a prayer that's changed your and my life. Mm -hmm. You know, we used to pray for, you know, uh, finances and prosperity. And then we would pray for, you know, healing. We'd pray for whatever. But actually... All those things can be wrapped up in praying for favor, mm-hmm. right? And yep. you pray that God would give you favor before anybody before and men, everybody. Before him, yeah. Yep. In finances yep. and health and prosperity. And when you have favor, it changes everything. Absolutely. So um, before we obviously move on, I just wanted to stop there for a second because maybe you need to be praying for favor. Maybe that's the thing that you need to do to protect your progress. Yeah, absolutely. And so Nehemiah... He had serious favor from God, from man, and he began to do some work. He cast vision before the people that were there. He had the people start fixing up the gates, and he really started to make some progress. Maybe you can identify with this. 
and and you've done something and started something and you've seen such good progress and you're excited about it and you're you're it's really something that you can celebrate in life and then as that progress went on it, the bible talks about in Nehemiah chapter 4 how he got the Jerusalem walls halfway built yeah and when he started to see a certain level of success other people started to recognize it. Opposition yeah. naturally arose. It's natural. Yeah. The it devil doesn't give you a, a, a free ride, a free run up the side. He's not going to say, oh, it seems like you're a nice guy. I'm just going to let you go. No, he's going to try to throw some stones and get you distracted and derailed from what God's calling you to do. But not even the devil. Human yeah. nature. Absolutely. Human nature is to criticize yeah. and yeah. your be mind in, <laughs> right be in competition and all these things so you know it's not even always the devil right and then you've got these guys Sambalot, uh tobiah and ammonite all three of those guys they started to really cause some opposition yeah. they went and told the king that gave him permission that he was trying to rise raise up an army to go against them uh, he then uh, said listen we're gonna attack you we're gonna kill you all we're gonna destroy all that progress that you made he threatened them and called them, you know, in this scripture right here, he says, what is this bunch of poor, feeble Jews think they're doing? Do they think they can build the wall in a single day just by offering a few sacrifices? Do they actually think they can make something of stones from a rubbish heap and charred ones at that? And they began to throw stones and they scoffed at them. And this is the point where people lose it. Yep. They start to get some opposition, start to get some frustration, you know, and we're going to dig into these five things that destroy progress in just a second. But it's easy, as soon as things get hard to give up, guess what? Nehemiah owed nobody anything. Yeah. If he wasn't propelled by passion and conviction, if he didn't know that God was leading him, he could have said, oh, well, I don't want to die. I don't want to go through all this for these people. What have they ever done for me? Yeah. I don't want to keep going. It's difficult. It's it's pressure. I don't need all of this stress. I'm sure we've probably said that to ourselves. I don't need all this stress. I don't need all this worry. I don't need this anxiety or fear, but it's not made for you to carry. Right. But even even think about the fact that giving up is always going to be the easier option. Yeah. But where does it get you? Nowhere. It clears the slate. It removes all progress that you would have. It's kind of like that picture I get real quick of, so if you're on a boat, right? And there's an island like afar off. I, I feel like I've been told this story and the person begins to swim, right? They're swimming towards the island. But as they're swimming, the waves start getting bigger and that, you know, it feels like the island is so far away and they're so tired. And so they swim back to the boat what they didn't realize is that they were halfway to the island. Yeah. They could have just kept swimming. Mm -hmm. And the same energy that it took them to go back to the boat and give up is the energy that actually could have propelled them to get where they were going. Absolutely. So, man, yeah. let that speak to you in whatever situation you're in. Maybe that same energy or that same, you know, what? attitude to give up. If you just switch that around and use that to finish or to push through. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that's where it's at. And so this is what Nehemiah responded with. Because they said, okay, I'm gonna, we're going to attack you then. If you think you're going to build this wall and do, make all this progress, we're going to attack you. We're going to destroy all the progress that you made. So instead of Nehemiah getting petty 
and they wanted to go meet with Nehemiah. And me and Nehemiah just kept sending him messages. I'm sorry, I'm too busy. Yes, I'm focused on when you're my doing work. Stuff, exactly. Who cares? Number what one has doesn't to say. care what number two is doing. Boom. They're focused. You know, they're so focused on what they need to accomplish on their progress. They're not worried about number two. Yeah, people doing more than you will never criticize you. Yeah. You will always be criticized by those that are doing less than you. Yeah. Absolutely. Because they have time on their hands. <laughs> so in verse in, in 4 verse 9, it says, But we prayed to our God and guarded our city day and night to protect ourselves. He prayed and then he acted. And then what's funny is this. He then identified his weakest positions. The progress that's moved a little bit, but it still has that level of insecurity where it could be attacked and destroyed. And so what he did is he took his strongest guard and he put them there. And then as they were building the walls, he said, listen, guys, in one hand, take a spear and the other hand build. And then when you're carrying something, make sure you have a sword on your waistband. And then I'm going to put armies here and military men here. And we're going to make sure that every single bit of this progress is not lost and that we accomplish all that we were set out to do. So you put measures into place to protect the progress. Absolutely. And he wasn't afraid to actually do the hard work into you know, go that extra mile. Because guess what? It's going to take longer to do something if you've got a sword in one hand. Oh my gosh, yeah. But think about this. It's going to take even longer if you have to redo it though. Yeah. And eat. Ooh, that was a good one. <laughs> that was a good one. Well done. Thank you. I and thought you were going to say that good and faithful servant. I thought it, but I didn't say it. I See, that's the thing. Like we've been married for too long now. I know what you're thinking and you don't have to say it. And so Nehemiah did not get distracted by the opposition that was trying to derail his progress. Can I tell you this? It's not worth getting distracted in what you're doing right now. Don't get distracted by those who are trying to derail Absolutely. your progress. Absolutely. You cannot allow somebody else to steal what God has promised you. And you know, this is something as practical as I keep thinking, you know, maybe it's somebody that you've quit smoking. And mm. I know that's such a, like a, you know, a small example. I mean, it's not small to the person who's done it, but like when you've given up something, given up an addiction or recovering from something, don't derail your progress by those who are trying to pull you down. Mm -hmm. Don't get discouraged. Don't get frustrated. You know, if something is, again, it's not simple, but something as real as that to maybe, you know, you're in ministry Mm -hmm. and you're busy trying to build something and something's come against you. So this applies to every area and i feel like it applies to every situation no matter how big no matter how small absolutely and i think nehemiah's mindset was the best possible one listen it's not that i don't like you it's not that i don't want to meet with you i'm just too busy i'm way too busy i'm way too focused i don't have time to worry about what you're doing or what they're doing or what's going on over there i have to accomplish what i need to do yeah and nothing else is going to keep me from doing that yeah and i mean it just kind of reminds me of a story when I first got saved, and my wife helped me remind me of this, but I tried three different times on my own to be good, (laughs) to, you know, stop drinking, stop partying, stop doing all the things that I was doing, but my problem was that I had this group of guys that I was just close with. They were Man, like they, brothers. They were my brothers. Yeah. I, I, I spent time with them. We partied all the time together. We hung out every single day and it was difficult for me to 
protect the progress I was trying to make. So I went on a mission trip. I came back and I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to drink or party anymore. Two days later, I was out with my friends drinking and partying. (laughs) It's not that I didn't want to, but I didn't take measures to protect the progress that I was trying to make. The second time, I did the exact same thing. The third time, I did something similar. Um, But then I went to a conference, and immediately after that conference, I had an encounter with God. That changed everything. That changed everything for me. And I made some real progress in my walk. I decided I wasn't going to drink anymore. I wasn't going to party anymore. I wasn't going to do the things I was doing. And I genuinely experienced salvation in my life. But then... I had to make some decisions to protect my progress. Hard decisions. And yeah, it's not easy to look at your friends that you've had for the last, some of them ranging from like 12 years all the way to five or six years and looking at them and saying, listen, guys, I love you. You're my, you're my brothers, but I can't do what I've been doing. Yep. I can't hang out in the same environment that we have. I can't put myself in those positions because I'm not strong enough and I have to protect my progress. It's not that I think I'm better than you. It's not that I think I'm holier than you. It's just I know that I am not strong enough to protect the progress if I'm in that environment. So I need to control the environment until I'm stronger and then maybe I can hang out with you guys in different settings, but I need to just draw the line in the sand right here so that I can actually accomplish and do what I've been trying to do. Yeah. It was hard, man. Yeah, that's not easy. It was so difficult. And the guys didn't understand. Well, at first they understood. And then two or three months later, you know, they they just didn't see eye to eye. And they kind of dipped out of my life and just stopped stopped coming around, stopped talking. I still tried to hang out with them. I just didn't go to the parties. And that relationship started drifting. But do you know what? If I didn't set those boundaries... If I didn't make that decision, I would have lost all the progress I made. And I would have had to restart. It's okay sometimes to let go of relationships. You know, so many people try to hang on to relationships to their detriment. Mm -hmm. It's okay sometimes for certain relationships to just be a seasonal relationship or a seasonal friendship. Now, obviously, you know, we don't end off on a bad note. We don't end off like offended or angry or whatever. But it's okay to let go. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes it's actually the best option for your progress. Absolutely. And progress is crucial because when you start getting wins, when you start getting victories, think about even Nehemiah. As he was making progress, he was strengthening and encouraging an entire nation. Oh my goodness. He helped rebuild all of the walls of Jerusalem in 52 days. Your progress doesn't just affect you. It affects everyone around you, everyone in your influence, everyone who sees it. Yeah, that's your testimony. Yep. Absolutely. So let's dig into these five... Uh, things that destroy Destroy progress. progress. He just motioned to me as if I should start. Psst, babe. You can start. I don't want to start. Just kidding. I will. Let's talk about it. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I hate that. We have a mic that picked that up. So everyone's ears are burning right now. got a baby girl. Oh my gosh. Please don't say that again. Okay. Okay, baby girl. Things that destroy progress. Number one, offense. Yeah. Offense, you know, I mean, (laughs) 
it's like such a broad topic because so many things can build up to being offense. You know, people being jealous, Mm -hmm. even people criticizing or people, you know, now sometimes I do think we're super sensitive and sometimes all somebody does is make a comment Mm -hmm. about our progress and we take that as criticism. It's just you being sensitive. Right, it's just us being sensitive and I'm talking to you ladies, talking to myself. But, um, you know, offense, offense literally stops the power of God from flowing in your life. Ready for this? Offense builds a fence <laughs> so that you cannot make progress. You feel happy? I felt like that just went, you offense know. Offense builds a fence. Yeah. That's witty. That is very witty. Look at that. I mean, I even a blind squirrel finds in that sometimes. You can't even <laughs> use my one-liner against me. But no, seriously, in all seriousness, <laughs> offense, okay? Too many times offense is what takes people out and it's yeah. so easy to yeah. get offended. The world that we live in, and that's one of the marks of the mm-hmm. end times is people being easily offended. Mm-hmm. You know, it is like you can say the sky is blue today and somebody can get mad because you didn't describe the accurate shade of blue. Mm-hmm. The sky is so offense. You just got to be aware of it. I really don't want to stick on this topic. Right. I mean, this this point right. just because I know it's, it's there. We know about yep. it, but you know what? We can live free from it. Absolutely. And just stop being so soft. And that's the other thing. Don't be so stop fickle. Being a baby. And that's even something that in it. myself I'm working on is not being so fickle yeah well with you I will be sensitive but other people because oh, you just sc- oh, like- I just smiled when she said that <laughs> nah. um and then you know just understand this that in the bible it talks about how if you have an offense against you a brother or sister person. even if you're sitting at church at the altar about to make a sacrifice to god God considered it such a high priority for you to not live in offense that he said, leave the altar, leave the church, go make it right with that person, and then come back and make a sacrifice. Because all offense does is stops everything yep. that God it's wants a blocker. to do in your life. Literally. It is a blocker of progress, and you will not be able to accomplish what you're supposed to. And maybe to. you're listening and you're thinking, well, no, I'm just mad. I'm yeah. mad, but I'm going to get over it. No, because the problem with lingering offense is it turns into bitterness. Mm-hmm. And then bitterness turns often into wrath. And then that goes into sin. And what's the end of sin? Death. So we don't want to be offended. We did it. That was so good. We just both know what the Bible says. Oh, okay. So number two. (laughs) Distraction. Jinx. You like try to say things <laughs> No, with me, I don't. It's so annoying. No, I don't. Don't be ridiculous. Distraction. Distraction. How many times have in, in in ministry I see this over and over again? Yeah. You have a guy or girl come into the church, they get saved, they start making some insanely good progress. They get rid of some sin, they start seeing, you know, God move in their life, they start seeing his favor, his hand on their life, and then all of a sudden and then enter in from the side yeah, door. Some bum comes Well, it's through. not always a bum. That's true. Some person of the opposite sex comes through and they swoop in and you think that it's God gave me this fill in the blank. This man, this woman. <laughs> the ups and the downs. <laughs> don't don't sing talk this country God song. God gave me you. I'm trying to remember the rest of it, the Blake Shelton song. Okay, Anywho. so let's keep going. And then you think that it's God putting this person in your path, but it was actually the devil. Yep. It was actually the enemy. And now this person comes in and all the progress that was made is suddenly thrown out the window because now we spend all of our time with that person. That Usually they end up falling into sin with that person. And then before you know it, everything that was built and established 
is destroyed, derailed, and we're starting from ground zero all over again. Don't let that be your story. And distraction isn't even just, you know... Uh, a boy sexual or a, girl. Yeah, a boy absolutely. and a girl could Dis- be a friend distraction yep. could be a bad friendship distraction could be maybe you're just not great at following through with things mm-hmm. maybe you get distracted by <laughs> squirrel yeah. you know like a random thing or maybe you're somebody that's great at starting but not great at finishing mm-hmm. and so you get distracted by every new thing that pops up mm-hmm. you know maybe god's told you to do something but then you're finding every reason for other things to happen. And that's not what God told you to do. Those are all distractions. Absolutely. And even with a distraction, it is anything and everything. It could be a TV. You know what I mean? It could oh my be gosh. a Netflix. phone. Oh, God. It could be uh, you know, Social media. a hobby. Social media. Dude, go check your, um, your screen time. Terrifying. It is terrifying when you look at how much time we spend scrolling in a day absolutely and i want to read to you first john 5 21 dear children keep away from anything that may take god's place in your heart don't allow something take place in your heart that was meant for god because you know what that's called it's called an idol yep Anything that takes God's place in your life is called an idol. Mm -hmm. And if you want to read the Old Testament or if you've read the Old Testament, we know what God thinks of idols. They're not good. No. Number three. Yeah, let's move Mm -hmm. on. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to give you the satisfaction of saying it. (laughs) Discouragement. (laughs) (laughs) Number three. Discouragement. (laughs) <laughs> that's out of control i'm sorry we're having actually having way too much fun recording this so thanks for putting up with us while we go through this nonsense it's fine i accept payment in check wow. cash card all right I'll well listen tomorrow so number three discouragement the definition of discouragement is a loss of confidence or enthusiasm it's easy to get discouraged when you've been doing something for a long time. And maybe not seeing the results. And maybe not seeing the exact progress that you want. There may yeah. be progress, and maybe you're so tunnel visioned that you're actually not seeing how far you've actually come. Yeah. And there's one thing, and over a period of time, it just becomes discouraging and discouraging. And it's easy to give up and just not want to continue when you've been discouraged. Right. Here's the interesting thing, though discouragement when you get discouraged it makes you think like what you're doing isn't working but the interesting thing about momentum is momentum catches when you least expect it but not necessarily when you're not prepared momentum happens and it catches when you keep doing the same thing consistently all of a sudden momentum will catch so don't be too quick to get discouraged. You could be literally on the verge mm-hmm. of momentum happening yeah. in whatever, you know, maybe it's something like God's told you to do or something like that. But you could get discouraged literally on the, I want to use the word, like, I feel like your dad uses this word, like precipice. Precipice. Is that the right word yeah. for the sentence? Sure. Go for it. <laughs> right on the precipice. I feel like that's so wrong. Anyway. You could be right on the edge of momentum or you could be right on the edge of breakthrough or, you know, whatever. But we get discouraged. 
Don't get discouraged. Don't lose enthusiasm. Mm -hmm. Stir yourself up. Remind yourself of why you do what you do. Mm -hmm. You know, when you think about um, the Old Testament, God continually told his people to build um, monuments, right? Why? To remind them of everything that he had done because they too faced discouragement. Mm -hmm. They felt like God had left them. You know, his children, um, the children of Israel, as they were wandering, they continually got discouraged and God kept telling them to build like um, rock, Rock yeah, monuments rock every time he would do something. Why? So that they didn't get discouraged. That every time they saw it, it reminded them of every faith victory that they've already had. Absolutely. And that same thing will happen again and again and again. Yeah. And discourage is just removing the actual strength of courage. Courage. It, she, she just laughed at me. Courage is That's that so strength sweet. that it is, you know. <laughs> Courage is what God told Joshua he needed to go and accomplish all that he set before him. Discourage is the opposite of that. It's like a deflation. It's like a frustration over a period of time. And we need to just push through those times, keep the vision hot, keep people around us that can keep us in perspective so we don't give up on the progress when we're about to have that breakthrough on the precipice. And that's why your inner circle is so important because your inner circle will remind you, hey... No, you're not giving up. Yeah. You're not getting discouraged. Yeah. Don't look forget how much, why you're doing don't this. Don't forget why you're doing this. Look how much God has done. Yeah. And that's why you got to have the right people in your life. But number four, what about disinterest? Yeah. Are you somebody that gets bored very I easily? Am. You Honest are. Moment. You get very bored very easily. I don't even like driving the same way to work every single day because I get bored doing the exact same thing. But a lot of times, you know, you joke about like that, Mm -hmm. but that carries over into different areas Mm -hmm. of one's life. Mm -hmm. Do you notice how I said one's life? So I wasn't just like pointing fingers at you. Right. No, I get bored quick and I got to keep. And you got to protect your progress from getting bored, getting disinterested. Because think about Doing the same thing all the time can get boring. Yeah. Yeah. It gets mundane. Mm -hmm. It's easy to get in a rut. Versus a routine. Right. See, a rut isn't good because you're not actually creating value. Routines are habitual and they produce results, but rut is almost a mood within that where it just, you're actually getting worse and worse every day mentally and you're not keeping that perspective that's necessary to keep the progress going. Yeah. You don't want to, you don't want to be that. You don't want to be bored. You don't want to chop up what you're doing. I don't know why I use the word chop, but you don't want to chop up what you're doing Mm -hmm. because you're bored yeah and it's easy to do that because imagine this imagine building a a house okay and you get the basement done and then you get that first floor almost done and then you get bored and yet somebody else will take care of it and then you start again and you build a basement and then you start building the first floor and then you get bored again and then you leave it for somebody else to take care of, and then you start again, you will never actually come to completion or have something to show from the labor that you've produced. You want an evidence or a fruit. That's why you can't give up early. That's why you got to stay interested. You got to keep the vision hot. You got to stay laser focused and have goals that are set before you. Have one month goals. Have weekly goals. Have yearly goals. Have five year goals, 10 year goals, 20 year goals. Set goals in your life so that you know whether you're actually accomplishing something, but goals help you keep that vision hot. You know what I also think, and this is purely my opinion, and I don't think it's applicable to every single situation of boredom but i think a lot of times boredom just comes from 
a lack of self-discipline. Mm-hmm. Well, and then you say, well, what do you mean? I'm bored. How does that mean not being self-disciplined? Well, because if you had self-discipline, you'd be doing the things you were supposed to be doing and you wouldn't be bored. Because mm-hmm. if you're really doing everything that you're supposed to be doing, you don't have time to be bored. It's true. So you're not worried about what everybody else is doing. Not worried. All right, Number five, last one. Competition. competition. And con- <laughs> oh my. We're so good at this. <laughs> I'm trying not to say it with you, and you're like waiting for me. Competition. There's healthy competition. There's absolutely healthy competition. Don't get, don't get us wrong. It's good to look at other people and yeah. see what they're doing and have some healthy competition. But when that crosses over to unhealthy and it becomes, you know, comparison or, or mm-hmm. constantly competing and not in a nice way, not in a, right. a great way, not in a healthy way. But think, if you are always looking at what somebody else is doing, yes, yeah. how are you going to focus on what you are? Yeah. How are you going to make that you're progress not. when you're looking at somebody else's? Yeah. How are you going to know which direction you're going if you're looking back at somebody else or where somebody else is? Yeah. We got to stay laser focused. We got to be so ready yeah. and so clear about what steps we need to take. That's why you should sit down and structure your life, set goals, set plans, set visions, You know, set things and accomplishments. That's why I love the faith walls that we do every year in, in January. We set goals for the entirety of the year so that we can stay focused on what we're supposed to be doing throughout that year. Yeah. Exactly. If we don't, then it's easy to get disinterested or distracted it's easy to get discouraged or even get an offense because we're focused on something else but most importantly if we're in competition with somebody else and we're only looking at what they're doing how are we going to do what we need to do yeah exactly exactly you can't be focusing on on everyone else if you're going to focus on what god's called you to do what they're doing doesn't matter. It's mm-hmm. good. It's healthy yep. to notice. Celebrate with it's, them. It's good yeah. to have situational awareness, mm-hmm. which you know a lot of people lack situational awareness. So it's good to have situational awareness, but that's not your total focus. Your mm-hmm. focus is what has God told me to do and go ahead and do it. So get healthy competition around you, yep. but beware of unhealthy competition. Yeah, because unhealthy competition, number one, it'll create ambition in your heart that maybe not it, mm-hmm. it may not be what God's calling you to do. Yeah. What somebody else is doing is not what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. So just because they may be successful in their field and in their realm doesn't mean we have to copy them or try to compete with them. God may be asking you to do something completely different, but if we're so competitive and we're just consistently going at it, you're not going to clearly hear what God is telling you to do step by step. And when you're so busy competing with somebody... You, you're not able to learn from them. Yep. And some people are in your life for you to learn from. Mm-hmm. You know, I have people in my life that I look up to so much in what they're doing in the ministry. I don't waste my time competing with them when I can just be learning from them and Absolutely. seeing what they do and let that inspire me to do what God's called me to do. Absolutely. So guys, those are the five things. Yep. Number one, offense. Things that destroy progress. Number one, offense. Number two, distraction. Number three, discouragement. Number four, disinterest. And number five, competition. And if you can protect yourself from those five things, you can protect your progress. Just like Nehemiah put his soldiers and put his guard on the weakest spots in that city is the same way that we should put our guard up against these five things. And remember this. Nehemiah had his men on guard, you know, with holding one hand in a sword and building with another hand only for a season. Yeah. You're not going to have to protect your progress, you know, as like um, 
uh, you're not going to have to use all your energy protecting your progress forever. Mm -hmm. Okay. There's going to be some seasons where you're going to need to be um, incredibly zoned in and focused on protecting your progress but it's not always going to be that way yeah you're not always going to feel like you're fighting or you're not always going to have to feel like you're doing this this was just a seasonal thing to get the job done absolutely so let's pray father i thank you that god you will keep us clearly on the path that you've called us to do that god all of the progress that you have given us that we've made together i pray right now that no wicked thing could derail us from the progress. Yeah. And God, most importantly, our, we ourselves will not derail ourselves from the progress that yeah. you have made and we have made in our lives. Yeah. We ask you, God, to give us favor yes. in our lives. Just as you gave Nehemiah favor, open doors which no man can shut yeah. so that when opposition comes, no matter how hard they knock, no matter how hard it tries to remove us from the progress we've made, that God, your favor will override it all and we'll see your hand in everything you'll provide for us you'll create opportunities you'll give us new ideas and god you will supernaturally continue to lead us every step of the way yeah i I speak right now just new levels in Jesus' mighty name. I thank you that what used to be difficult becomes easy from this moment. I thank you that every bit of progress we've made will be protected, but God, you'll take such big leaps with us after this step that we won't even recognize who we are, where we came from, and look back at the last season and say, I can't believe I felt like that was so hard. And Lord, I thank you that that season of focus, that season of protection is coming to an end and that you, God, are opening doors for us to flourish and we will see great and mighty things. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. amen. Thanks so much for joining us on today's Truth Be Told podcast. We hope you enjoyed the episode you just listened to. Remember, we have new content coming out every single day. Friday. If you know of someone who could benefit from this, we would love for you to share this on your social media, as well as go ahead and leave us a review. But for now, we can't wait to catch you next week.